This week's episode of Enchanted Tiki Talk is brought to you by Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers provides premium stroller and crib rentals delivered straight to your Disney Orlando resort, hotel, or vacation home free of charge. You choose the time of delivery and pickup, and we do the rest. It couldn't be easier. Book your Kingdom Stroller rental today by visiting KingdomStrollers.com or call 407-271-5301. Vahidi Mekioni Mana, ladies and gentlemen, no flashbulbs, please. Our performers are temperamental and easily upset. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh, look at all the people. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait, we forgot to wake up the Glee Club. Hey, howdy, hey, and thank you for joining us here on Enchanted Tiki Talk. We're your hosts. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. And I'm Alan. So grab yourself a Dole Whip, pull up a chair, and enjoy the show. This is episode 114 for the week of December 27th, 2015. Hello, everyone, and Happy New Year, or soon-to-be New Year, depending on when you are listening to this week's episode. We also hope that everybody had a a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy uh, Festivus for the rest of us, you know, whatever you're celebrating. Hopefully, it was a good one. Um, But this is the last show for 2015, and we thank you so much for spending another year inside the Tiki Hut with us. Hopefully, next year we'll we'll be filled with more fun bashing of Keith, making fun of Alan, and just putting down Sean, making fun of whatever it is I do, you know, apparently I I curse a lot and say the D word, so hopefully you have much more of that to look forward to next year. But um, on this week's episode... Resolution of less potty mouth. And as much as you can look forward to any episode of Enchanted Tiki Talk, that is. Right. (laughs) So what we're going to talk about this week on the show is we're going to spend some time talking about things that we're looking forward to in 2016 in the Disney parks. I know there's a lot of few, quite a few things happening, you know, coming next year, nothing huge. Like that's coming in like 2017 and beyond, but, um, 2016 is still shaping up to be a good year for uh, us, Disney fans and then the Disney park. So, um, I'm going to throw it over to Alan to take it away. Cause this is sort of kind of like a new show in a way, as we discuss 2016 in the future in the year 2016 <laughs> <laughs> thanks sean um you know like sean said obviously we know there's really big stuff coming to walt disney world but none of the really big stuff's coming in 2016 avatar pandora it's coming star wars is coming you know toy story land it's coming but that's not what we're going to talk about because it's not coming in 2016 unless they pull a big shock on everybody which i'm not gonna you know count on that uh, but some things that are coming sound pretty fun and sound pretty cool i'm gonna start with um january 16th club villain is gonna open over at disney's hollywood studios it's kind of a a grown-up dance club if you will hosted by dr facilier uh, i'm all about i'm all for dr facilier he's a pretty cool villain but a grown-up dance club um don't they have one over at the boardwalk that never has anyone go to it but i don't know what do you guys think i know that right now they've got that pet club disc which is more for um kids and teens i'm not sure uh, if this is gonna take over the same space or if they're gonna do another dance club somewhere else in the park but it, it sounds fun 
the villains are always uh, fun to like interact with and i know that uh, they said um the characters will be you know inside of there and stuff and dancing and interacting with the guests so that you could probably get some more um like photo ops with the characters which is always a good thing so um I am excited to check it out at least and see what it's all about. Keith, before you find, before you decide you're even going to go to check this out, you do know that this is a hard ticket. I don't hard ticket event or whatever you want to call it. Um, I believe it's only on Saturday nights. This is the club villain, right? Yeah. Yes. This is only on Saturday nights, and if I'm not really? mistaken, it's ninety nine bucks. Oh, that's not what the Parks blog said when I checked this out. <laughs> I believe it's that. I believe that's the one I'm thinking of. That's um, only on Saturday nights at the Sunset Showcase. Um, I think they have some alcohol included, and it's villains. And I don't know what time it is, but um, yeah, I think it's like ninety nine bucks, Keith. Oh well, in that case, I probably won't be checking it out. But uh, the Parks blog that did their big advertising push for 2016 post it didn't actually say like anything about that so yeah i just actually just looked it up it is uh 99 per guest includes tax and gratuity this is a must pass for me um without the doubt no kidding you know listen i'm not a huge person that i'm not going to spend a lot of time with the the characters you know i just need a picture with them i don't need to go out there on the dance floor and dance with them that's not my thing i understand that some people love that and get a thrill off of that um, but at that price point, no, uh, it's uh, no, Mm-mm, no. Sorry. Here, I mean, just to it's just to to tell you what it is. Um, stuff on the menu is uh, tender beef strip loin, rub with uh, herbs de province, voodoo sticky pig wings <laughs> with citrus remolada, <laughs> spicy <laughs> shrimp sautéed with andouille sausage, <laughs> tomato, okra, and onions served with over creamy polenta. Specialty cocktails will also be available for guests 21 and older, along with beer and wine. No. Mm. I'd much rather take that, honestly, I'd much rather take that money, spend an extra hundred bucks, and go over and eat at uh, Victorian Alberts, to be honest with you. I get, I'd get more enjoyment out of that. But, uh, that's You're me. not going to make it very far on a hundred dollars of Victorian No, I say, and a hundred dollars more, what I'm saying. Uh. You know, another hundred bucks, it's... That's just not something that I'm really into. Like, even like I'm a huge Star Wars fan, you could do the same thing for Star Wars. It's just not something that really interests me. It's just, I, yeah, I, just, I, I, I have say no it. desire to like hang around with the characters either. A lot of people do, and and you know what? If you're if that is your thing, like like set aside our personal, you know, that's not our thing. Right, exactly. If that was your thing? I think it might be worth it. I mean, you're going to get uh, depending on how many people they live in there. But even if you know, you're going to get a little bit of character interaction. The food sounds really good. Like, you know, honestly, that food does sound good. The alcoholic drinks are probably fun, and they're probably good too. You know, if if the characters were something that you were focused on wanting to do, I don't think a hundred dollars is a terrible price for me personally. I wouldn't do it because I don't care about hanging out with the characters like that. Um, but you know, that's that's my two cents. Okay. Uh, next up is Rivers of Light is set to start in the spring over at Animal Kingdom. Uh, giant water screens, floating lanterns, entertainers. We've all you know heard about this for, what, maybe about a year now, I guess it's been official. Maybe not a full year, but it's, it's kind of been out and about in the news. And 
I, for one, am pretty excited about this. I, I saw some construction when I was down there a few weeks ago, and it looks like they're putting in a big seating area down along the river in the Asia part of the park. I think it's going to be really cool. Anything that keeps this park like open later um, is fantastic anyway, but from the concept art that we've seen and you know the bits of news and stuff that they have been releasing um it sounds like it's going to be a really good show hopefully when i'm there in april it should be close to the soft openings then so um i'm kind of hoping that i do get to see it because um like i said it it looks really really cool yeah, I mean, I'm planning on going there in May, so hopefully by then they should be open. Um, you're going to be pretty close to it. I, I, I'm looking forward to it. Most part, most thing about it is I've never been in Animal Kingdom when it's dark, when it's uh, getting dark or anything like that. I've only ever been there when it's sunny out, you know, the middle of the day for the most part. I think the latest I've ever been in the park was 5 o'clock, and that was in the summer. So I wasn't even remotely close to the sun going down. So that's something I'm looking forward to is taking advantage of the the nighttime activities there. So I'm hoping they announce actual times sooner rather than later so I can plan my next trip around it. But I think this is going to be really exciting. It's going to add another dimension to the park, which is going to be great. It's going to make it a full-day park, you know, truly a full-day park because you're going to have nighttime entertainment. Have the new new restaurant that's opening, that's going to make a lot of people happy. It's not something that I'll probably ever go to. Um, just because it's a signature restaurant and I don't think maybe one day, but uh, currently with my young kids, it's not something I'd probably want to experience, but adding a a restaurant for nighttime activities, will be good because lots of couples, you know, like Alan will do that with his wife. They'll go out to dinner and they go see one of the parades or the fireworks at night. So this is great option for people to stay in the park, eat and um, have some nighttime entertainment after they're done with their meal. You know, I said I'm looking forward to it, and I think not making the argument about half-day versus full-day park, but by definition, this park always closes early, so now it is going to be a true full-day park in the sense that it will be open well past dusk, and I, for one, am excited about that. Uh, the next thing up is the also spring at Animal Kingdom is going to be Sunset Kilimanjaro Safari. Um, I know, you know, the, the thing that they're really pushing is that there's going to be you know, two new animals, I guess, uh, hyenas and um, some kind of like wild dog or whatever is also going to be out there. But uh, the hyenas were out on my last trip. I mean, obviously during the day, but the hyenas are out on display and the driver said they're still pretty shy. So they're still kind of trying to get used to the, to the trucks, I guess. But uh, I'm excited about being able to ride the safari at night. I'm interested to see exactly how they make it, you know, how they, they're going to have to, they're not going to give everybody night vision goggles because that's super expensive and those things are you know, fragile. And so how are they going to make it where you can see the animals, but not, you know, stress out the animals. I'm interested to see how this goes. So yeah, this will be a interesting one um, because from what I've read, um, they are like somehow they are going to um, light the, the safari. So it looks like it's by dusk. So how they are going to do that, I have no clue. Anytime you can ride this ride when it's not like 105 degrees outside, um, I am all for it. should be interesting to um, see how they do it. Yeah, it's an intriguing idea to see. I don't think there's any other 
kind of park out there that does anything like that at night. I mean, I could be wrong. Safari Mike could answer that. Um, but it's an interesting idea to see how they're going to do it. I know they've mentioned, like he said, like dusk. So I guess they're going to aim some kind of light out into the land. So it's probably, it's probably going to, especially in the beginning, it's probably, I'm hoping that it opens up around Earth Day. So it's not super crazy by the time it gets around to when I'm there. I mean, this will be busy. I'm hoping to experience if it's open on my trip in May. That's something I do want to see. I'd hate to have to wait another year to see it just because I don't want to spend the, the time waiting in line. But I mean, that sounds, it's really interesting. It's going to give another aspect to this park that everybody, you know, has been talking about saying, we you know, we want to be out there at night. We want to experience this park at night. Cause I've heard nothing but great things about the park at night. So that is, um, something great and, and i'm glad disney is doing it me too all right next up that's my two words there me too <laughs> uh next up is you know sean touched on this a little bit but the tiffin's restaurant uh is opening also in spring a uh, very vague term there but we're going to go with spring 2016 again uh tiffin's apparently is an indian english word for midday meal uh, or a type of container used to carry food while traveling and the travel is kind of the key here uh, Tiffin's quote is from the Disney Parks blog. Tiffin's will celebrate the art of traveling, featuring a diverse menu, drawing from places that inspired the creation of Disney's Animal Kingdom, um, open for lunch and dinner. Um, it's going to have waterfront views, uh, indoor and outdoor seating. Um, there's a little bit of artwork on Disney Parks blog that looks kind of cool. Um, I am all for a good restaurant opening in Animal Kingdom. Uh, that is right up my alley. If the food's good, if it's got that same Indian slash African flair that, you know, Sanaa and Jiko and Boma have, I'm all over it and gives me a reason to stay in the park a little bit longer. I'm all, I am all in on Tiffin's, at least as of right now. I mean, I don't know the menu, so obviously it'll all be based on that, but um, as of right now, I'm all in. I kind of tend to reserve, uh, judgment until i see you know um, like a menu i think that if the park you know like has a bunch of good restaurants and if you want the ethnic food that this restaurants will probably have um, you could probably get that stuff like at the animal kingdom lodge anyway so it'll be kind of weird interesting um, to see if they try and pick other um, ethnicities to create this menu than the same stuff that they have already. So also too, you know, actually if they call it a signature of a restaurant, what type of pricing, you know, will they <laughs> they try and sneak in there? So it should be interesting uh, to see once there's a like a menu in place. Yeah, it'll be really cool to see once. Yeah, like you said, once the menu's out there. I, I love anytime you have Indian-inspired cuisine because there's Indian food is so flavorful. That is, you know, something I'm looking forward to. But like I said, you know, as a signature restaurant, it's not something I'm planning to go to anytime soon. It's great that they're adding a signature restaurant. I mean, don't get me wrong, but um, you know, the park does need does need some more restaurants in it, and this is definitely catering to the. The next group of people, not your average guests, so that park needs it. So that's that's a good thing. I agree. But I, <laughs> me too. <laughs> me too didn't fit. I had to go with I agree. <laughs> I expressed my opinion prior to that. Uh, next up, we're going to go 
Uh, we're going to keep this on a positive note because that's what we do here at Enchanted Tiki Talk. We keep things positive as much as we can. Uh, we are going to discuss that in the spring ever at Epcot, um, two new things are scheduled to open. Uh, first off being Frozen Ever After, uh, the new boat ride uh, that will transport guests to Arendelle just in time for the winter and summer celebration per Disney Parks blog. Uh, in addition to the new attraction, um, there's also the Royal Summer House, a charming cabin where guests will be able to meet Anna and Elsa. Um, I do find it interesting on the Parks blog. I was just kind of reading on it, and uh, and I, I quote from... Who was this lady? Portfolio Creative Executive Kathy Mangum. Um she says, and I quote, the cabin is based on an actual historic log cabin in Norway. In fact, in order to make sure we get the character and detailing right, we just sent our project team to Norway on a research trip to study the country and its cultural arts and crafts in person, just as the film team did. Um, I have to feel like they wanted to make sure they put that out there because there's been so much uh, you know, negativity regarding how Arendelle is not a real place or, you know, we'll well, is it based in, you know, is it, is it not, blah, blah, blah. Um, I have to feel like they're really promoting this. It's going to be accurate to Norway because there's been so much anger uh, regarding, you know, not turning Norway into a fictional town called Arendelle. But that's just my two cents. What do you guys think? Keith, do you mind if I take this? Oh, sure. Go ahead. Okay. I'm, I'm Unload, gonna take, buddy. Now, nah, I'm going to take it from the perspective as if this was placed in, in the new Fantasyland, okay? I'm really looking forward to experiencing this attraction. I have a young daughter who is uh, two, a little over two, who is just starting to, barely starting to get into princesses a little bit. She understands them. She has her little princess castle that she plays with with little princesses, Ariel, uh, Belle, and, and the like, all those fine ladies there. I'm looking forward to experiencing that with her and seeing it through the eyes of, of a child. We have to remember that Disney is not really is not really for adults. It really is for children. It's for, for, for families. It's not just for adults to go to Epcot and, and get drunk um, and climb up pyramids when they've had too much to drink. You know, <laughs> it was one time, all right? Relax. <laughs> So this is a this is a family park, and Disney is is you know we always talk about how Disney never does stays ahead of the curve for the most part. They never they won't create something that was a hit. It always takes them years and years and years to create some kind of attraction off of a film that was a hit. They're finally doing it with, with Frozen. Um, Frozen is going to have a a fairly long shelf life, and it has another film coming out in a couple of years. So, um, what Disney doing is doing with this attraction is a good thing. It's going to be it's going to draw a lot more people, a lot more families into Epcot. It's going to enable people like me to spend a little bit more time in Epcot because I do have another attraction to take my children on, and it's something that they'll probably enjoy seeing. The old Norway ride, I'm pretty sure my kids would not have enjoyed it as much, but I think because it is frozen, they will enjoy it. So if you're taking it from that perspective, this is a great thing for Epcot. You know, Alan said he wants to keep it positive. This is a great thing for Epcot to have another attraction in there. So, um, yes, I am looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. I think the naysayers out there are going to enjoy the attraction. I think this is probably what sort of what 
we, you know what we're saying is, is the Seven Dwarfs uh, mine train is, is too short of an attraction, but once you're inside the mine itself, the attraction is, is top-notch, and there's quite nothing like it in terms of, of animatronics. So I'm pretty sure we're sort of going to get that same thing when it comes to Frozen. At least I'm hoping to have that. So um, I'm going to reserve any kind of hate or any other judgment until after I see the attraction. So until then, I'm looking forward to it. Very well said, sir. Oh, thank you. Okay, so here is my two cents. And here it comes. Yes. No. Okay. First of all, I did enjoy the film. Let's just get that. Hold on. I got to go get the dead horse. Hold on. Okay, go ahead. Continue. <laughs> there. I did enjoy the film itself. At first, the same as with a lot of people, I was kind of upset. If they are changing concept of oh, like a world showcase to include fictional places and fictional characters. However, from what I've seen, um, it's right. It looks really cool. Concept art and stuff that they've shown. I do. Oh, I like the fact that they built a cabin specifically for the meet and greet because one of my complaints when this whole thing like first took place was is that they squeezed in this meet and greet and you essentially had people just like standing everywhere so with this this cabin being built it should like help that the traffic flow some more um however if you are gonna start to make the world showcase a more family-friendly part um, of the park, then you're probably going to have to, at some point, deal with the amount of of drunks, the crowds at night, like food and wine. It always seems to bring out the best in people. <laughs> so, um, at some point, you know, if this trend continues, um, they um, are probably going to have to deal with that fact because, you know, they certainly they don't want a bunch of angry parents that, you know, their, their kid had a beard, you know, built on them. This was some alcoholic drunk who had his, you know, 18th uh, drink around the world for the night. So, so I mean, you know, it's a bit of good and bad with me, with... Uh, his topic, but you know, I am cautiously optimistic about it. Okay, good. I'm just going to move on because <laughs> I mean, I didn't even want to talk, bring this up to be honest because the whole Norway thing—it's just, um, it's just, or not even—it's not even about Norway. It's we're just the the ever-present hatred for Frozen. I'm just over it. Moving on. Um, I wasn't I, hateful this time. No, I'm not talking about you, just in general. <laughs> Being part of the Disney community and the ever-present, like, I mean, no one can, everyone is just all the time griping. I had to bite my tongue for a second. Griping about Frozen, and I'm over it. I'm looking uh, forward Magic to it, Kingdom, so. Magic Kingdom's 45th anniversary is going to be this year. Um, nothing to announce at this point. I haven't seen any details, um, but we know it's coming. Um, obviously we can count to 45 and know that falls this year or well, this year being 2016, not much to talk about here since we don't really know what's going on. But I mean, I think we can all just agree that we hope that it is something big. Uh, I mean, it's not quite the 50th necessarily, but 45 is a pretty good milestone. So hopefully they'll do something over at magic kingdom, whether it's a new fireworks show, a new parade, uh, one new, new nighttime parade, I should say. We just got the new daytime parade, maybe free um, popcorn. 
free popcorn. Hey, yay, free popcorn. <laughs> um, so, you know, I don't know how much you guys have to say about that since there's really nothing to talk about aside from the fact that we know it's going to happen. I would sing happy birthday, but I believe that uh, we'd have to pay to sing that song. So yeah, I'm let's not, not do that. that. Plus, we don't want to hear you sing. So No, you love my singing. No, that is a lie, sir. Do you want to build a snowman? That is a bald-faced lie. Keith, got anything okay, on 45th? Or? Yeah, um... <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty big anniversary. I hope that they do some stuff that is outside of just October 1st. Like, I'm hoping to, you know, get some new, um, like, Vinylmations and merchandise, maybe. I don't think there's a maybe about new merchandise. <laughs> Disney will put anything on new merchandise of to course. sell it. Yep. Like you said, there's not a ton of stuff to talk about because they haven't really announced anything yet but i just like i said i i hope that they do stuff that's outside of just october 1st i agree i'm 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 hope i'm hopeful this one wasn't on the list but i did want to bring it up um because the the last one we have is uh well i guess the you know i'll skip it uh let's i won't skip it i'll come back to it let's do uh disney springs Um, obviously a lot of things going to be opening in disney springs as that continues to expand Lots of restaurants that are coming. Uh, what's the STK Steakhouse is probably um, opening sometime in 2016. And uh, hopefully, I mean, all of Disney Springs should be done before the end of the year, is my understanding. What's, what, what do you guys, I mean, we've talked about this ad nauseum. I mean, we've actually mentioned, you know, how, whether or not it's a fifth gate and all that right. stuff. But, uh, you know, that I, I was over there a couple weeks ago, and I'm, I'm really impressed with how it's coming along, personally. And the parking deck is very, very nice. <laughs> I mean, it's a parking deck, right? But it makes <laughs> it makes it so much. E- it was so much easier to to get um, in there and find a parking space, and uh, I was pleasantly surprised with with the whole thing. Um, I, I think it's going to be really nice when it's done, and the new shops are nice. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm on board with uh, Disney Springs change as a, as a nice little hangout, you know, a non park hangout, if you will. So, yeah, I mean, it's always nice to have someplace else to kind of go. I mean, it's not a park. Um, it's free. I mean, so if you want to save some money, um, you can take one less day's park admission and go and hang out at Disney Springs. They do have, you know, entertainment and stuff at night. The restaurants that they have installed already um, and the ones that have not opened yet. I know that the one that um, Art Smith is doing sounds really, really good. It's one that I would want to check out for sure. The shops are good. There's that new um, superhero like Avengers store that, you know, it's like I have to check out. So it's really, um, it's good to see that they are kind of reinventing it because I think it really needed it. Not to rehash what Keith just said. Uh, I'm not going to rehash it. So basically what Keith just said is what I'm saying. In addition to that, Disney Springs is probably best to visit on your first day that you come to Disney. So if you fly in, uh, no matter what time it is, you know, before, let's say you're at your hotel before 7 o'clock. Disney Springs is probably the first place that you should go to if you're not going to a park for the day. You know, if you're not trying to spend that extra money to go into a park, go down to Disney Springs because you're getting the Disney atmosphere. You Like you said, you're not paying to get into Disney Springs. There's plenty of shopping. There's plenty of restaurants to do. You're going to get the feel for it, and it's a good way to break yourself into getting used to walking, too. You know, So you just sat on an airplane and you sat in the car for hours and hours and hours. 
go down to Disney Springs, stretch those legs, and and go window shop, go into the stores, and and check out the merchandise to see what you want to bring home as a souvenir, or go grab a margarita somewhere, a quick drink, or go to the new Indiana Jones bar. There's a lot of things for you to do there, and it's probably the best place to go on your first day or night getting into Walt Disney World. Me too. <laughs> Me too. All right. Last thing I was going to bring up before we uh, kind of start wrapping it up. Um, the last thing that was not on the list um, that Sean and Keith uh, and I had kind of pre-organized. So this one, they're going to be kind of coming off the cuff. But um, the it, nah, it's not anything hard. But the 2016 Invictus Games are coming to Walt Disney World. Um, and for those who don't know what the Invictus Games are, um, Prince Harry... Uh, as in Royal Family Prince Harry, started these in 2014. Um, and it's an Olympic-style event for specifically for wounded servicemen and servicewomen. To, like I said, it's Olympic-style, so it's you know archery and cycling and basketball, track and field, you know, those Olympic, those traditional Olympic sports, um, but specifically for uh, wounded servicemen and women. So it's kind of a Paralympics-style uh, uh, thing. And, you know, I, I, I wanted to mention that because I think that's, I think you know it's it's a fledgling event in, in terms of the Invictus Games. I think this is only the second one. Uh, first ones were in London a couple of years ago, um, but yeah, you know, just in general, this is to me it's a it's it's a good thing for for those men and women to you know to be able to to you know I don't know I don't, I don't really have the words here, but it's just it's a good thing. It's a good event um, for them to be able to to come over here or wherever it is and you know in future years and and compete and try to try to just i don't know live life again i guess i mean there's a lot being a soldier that you know there's a lot of things bad things after after you have left your service and obviously being a wounded serviceman or woman is is even worse but uh, anyway i wanted to bring that up it's in may uh at uh, espn wide order sports um yeah, that's that's all. I don't really have a lot of really great words for it. I, um, I trip up when I start talking about you know veterans and things. So someone take it from me. The <laughs> um, it's going on from May eighth to May twelfth, um, and I'm actually my as of right now my schedule is to be down there during that time frame. And, and I had thought about taking my son to go see it before Alan had brought this up because I knew this was coming. Um, was coming up when I was there and it's something I'm thinking about going to do to see just to show my support for you know what these people have done for our country and you know for the world honestly it's other countries too it's yeah, not just right. it's just just American soldiers exactly right? um, but these people do deserve our support and our thanks and I think it's something I th- would like my son to see um, granted there's going to be a lot of questions that need to be answered for why there's so um, many um, uh, deformities isn't the word. Um, so many, um, uh, God, what's the word? Um, amputees. Am- amputees. Thank you. So I have to explain my son to that, but I think it's something that at his age, you probably should try to start to understand that, you know, there are, there are some people in this world that are, that aren't nice. And these people went out of their way to protect you um, while you sleep at night. It's something I'm, I'm. I have a couple of days open that I'm not going to the parks, and I'm definitely thinking about going down to show my support. I suppose, yeah, for the reasons Sean and Alan said too. I mean, I think that Disney, for as much as they are kind of demonized for admission prices and price hikes and everything else, um, they do 
a lot for the servicemen and women, for the military families, actually the veterans and hiring veterans. And, and so this is a great backdrop to have these, these games in. The wide world of sports complex kind of did need something to put there to help to fill that void. I couldn't think of a better thing to uh, to put there. Yeah, um, you know, I struggled with the words earlier, so you got you guys had good things, and and I'll just quote this from the uh, from Disney when they were announcing it, and I think it it sums it up pretty well. Uh, the idea behind the Invictus Games is that the event uses the power of sport to inspire recovery, support rehabilitation, and generate a wider understanding and respect for all those who serve their country as well as their families and caregivers. And I think, I mean, obviously that uh, there's a reason that people who write all these things for Disney do it because they're really good at putting into words something that I just, you know, fumbled through. So I think that that sums it up nicely. Um, so if you're down there in May, um, there's no details yet in terms of prices. I, I don't know how much it's going to cost to go to the events and yeah, I don't. There's not a lot of detail out about it, um, but I'm sure you can. As it gets a little closer, I'm sure those details will come out. So if you're down there in May, um, you know, take a trip over there and, and check it out. I think it's a it's a good event. Uh, so that is all that I have in terms of, you know, definitive things that are that are opening in 2016. Before we wrap it up, then I thought we could go around and say kind of like a the top three wish list, if you will. Like if you could. You know, pick anything that to happen in 2016 uh, in, in a Walt Disney World park. Uh, what would what would you guys pick? Well, the first thing for me would be to see the. Oh yeah, good. Um, I'm, I'm having a, I'm having <laughs> a brain too. fart. Oh my god, I'm having a brain fart. I agree. <laughs> it won't come out. <laughs> the Imagination Pavilion to get an overhaul, besides what they're doing. Um, with the which we didn't bring up, but they're adding the the new animated shorts to the Captain Neo attraction that's closing. Um, but I would like to see that a pavilion them announce an overhaul to that pavilion. Uh, you know, just because it, it deserves it, it deserves it deserves more of grandeur like it once was back in the eighties. So I'd like to see that happen. That's one for me. I did actually have the same thing. I think that you know with the success of the figment, uh, the comic books that it'd be actually pretty easy for them. I mean, you know, they could turn it, you know, into the Institute and, you know, they could do all kinds of things with it. You know, that's, that's kind of, one thing that I would wish for that park and being like such a fan of Figment. I can agree with all of that. Um, I would definitely like to see that. I think one thing I'd like to see, and this isn't a specific thing necessarily, but I'd like to see all the attractions, the animatronics working back to, you know, just the proper maintenance for what we have down there. That's what I would wish for. Like the Yeti. Yeah. Well, I mean, not, I mean the Yeti's on the list, but I mean, that wasn't my specific thing. I mean, I'm just, I mean, that's a big undertaking. I'm just talking about, you know, the last time I was down there on Great Movie Ride, Mary Poppins, you know, she used to, you know, fly up and down. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yep. She, 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 had, she didn't move. She wasn't moving. Oh, really? She was chilling. Nope. You know, the car on Great Movie Ride would, would come storming out of the, the, the gate, you know, and during the, the mob scene. That didn't happen, you know, which, which, which begs the question is, there's a car right there with a bunch of mobsters <laughs> sticking guns out. You didn't see those people when they pulled up? Like. <laughs> They didn't come out of nowhere, you know? I mean, little things like that. I mean, the Yeti is not... Ow, that was my shin. I don't know if y'all heard that. Oh, yes, I did. Um, <laughs> the Yeti is not... like glass. Well, there's something on the table oh, that okay. shook when I slammed my shin into it. Uh, the Yeti itself wasn't it wasn't my motivation, but sure, the Yeti's on the list. I mean, 
everything. I would just love to see, uh, you know, maintenance and, and TLC and, and the love and care that the animatronics need. Mm-hmm. 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 So, Anybody uh, else have any wishes? Yeah. My next one is, I would love to see Toy Story Mini at the studios have random games added to it. So you don't know what you're going to get until you show up at that screen. It's not the same thing every single time. I would love to see that happen. Or them adding it um, different games during Christmas time and Halloween, different times of the year, have different games come in. I know that's what they said is something that they could do. Let's do it, Disney. Make this happen. Yeah. Make it yeah. Happen. Actually, Tell I like that Sean. idea. <laughs> it is, and I don't know what all it takes to do that, but I can't really see it being like a major like undertaking to do that. I think another one um, I had was to to bring like Fantasmic more like up to date with like some of the newer films. I think that the Pocahontas part could probably be replaced with like, something else. I think you know that at the water screens that you know they could like, do some more like, recent films and maybe like some more um, Pixar stuff in there. It's a really good concept for a show. It's just uh, I think it's outdated a bit. Yeah, I can agree with what you're saying. Um, sure. Yeah, Upgrades I, are always good things exactly. for those shows. Uh, I think my next wish is... Um, I wish that, or I hope, you know, whatever... Hope is a better word here, but it's all kind of the same. I just hope that, you know, they're, they're, um, they're going to be refurbishing Flying Fish. And I am wishful and hopeful that they don't completely jack that crap up. Because <laughs> uh, I love Flying Fish. It's one of my favorite restaurants at Walt Disney World. Um, you know, it's the food's really good. I, I, I just I love the boardwalk area. I love Flying Fish. Uh, I am understanding that you know sometimes you got to do a little work in a restaurant. I mean, you know, obviously Keith, you've been in the restaurant business. Sometimes you just have to you got to shut it down so you can fix things and you know get a better right. kitchen and upgrade stuff and blah blah blah. I understand all that and I'm fine with that. I don't have a problem with that. Um I just hope that they don't turn it into another Italian joint or something. You know, I, I hope that when the when it reopens that it still has that charm that the Flying Fish had and it still, you know, fits that bill. So I'm hopeful they don't completely mess that up. That's understandable. I think that Change is always good for like a restaurant menu, as long as you don't completely take away the things that kept the people coming back each time. I mean, all of us have our like favorite things from you know these the restaurants that keep us going back. So I think you just kind of hope that yeah they'll change a few things around and stuff and make it more appealing but that you don't kind of lose that sense of why that you've always ate there in the past all right so my last one which is um something i want to see happen because i mentioned the other two things that i want to see happen but this one i would love to see a new nighttime parade at the magic kingdom sort of on the lines of what we have over at um disneyland as or the other option is to bring back spectrum magic you know or combine the two songs somehow where you get both versions of the music, which I love the Spectrum music, and I love the, the music to Main Street. But the parade at with Spectrum, I love much more. But i just like to see a whole new parade, probably for the most part, just because I love the nighttime parade. 
and it deserves it deserves to have something a little bit more grand as an upgrade and it's so much fun the nighttime my, my son loves the nighttime parade he just absolutely adores it so them adding another parade and adding other characters i mean if you had um you know some cars characters come in like they do with disneyland my son would freak out he would love that so let's bring some more of that magic back into uh, the park at night that was actually my third one i was would it? love I, i'm not combining but i want a new nighttime parade mm-hmm. i love main street electrical parade and you know i would be sad to see it go but i would be okay with a new one too i mean it's been around for a long time and I would miss it, but I think a new nighttime parade would be great. I, I'm more of a nighttime parade than a daytime parade kind of guy. Uh, so I, I, I would love to see something different at night. And and it'd be really cool if you could like change it up, you know? So no, no reason to get rid of Main Street Electrical, Electrical Parade, but you know that can play every couple of nights on, right. know, on certain nights, and the new one could play on certain nights. I and mean, it's like at Disneyland when they had the two different fireworks shows, right? Yeah. You know, they just they played a different one depending on the night, and you could plan out your. It's just a matter of space, I'm sure. Yeah, storage. You know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I know there's reasons why it couldn't possibly happen, but wishful thinking here, I would love to see a new nighttime parade. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh i think for my uh my last one i would would like to see them upgrade at the wi-fi <laughs> oh, <gosh>. um <laughs> especially they could put it in the parks and i know the, the resorts kind of have it sort of it's not it's real good especially now with their apps and magic bands that you pretty much need for trip especially the the my disney experience app and now the shop parks app and everything else pretty much a a necessity for the trip there now that you would kind of think that they would take and make that like a priority and figure it out somehow i gotta say i have no beef with the wi-fi i think it's fine It, it works just fine for me in the room it works fine for me in the common areas at the resorts it works fine for me in the parks i mean is it as fast as my home wi-fi no but I'm also one of two people using my home Wi-Fi and not one of 200,000 or however many people are in a park at any given time. I have no beef with the Wi-Fi. I think considering, could it be better? Sure. But considering the volume of people who are using it, considering the, um, the, the acreage that has to be covered, I think they do a pretty daggone good job with it. Yeah, I tend to not use the Wi-Fi a lot of times because it works better. And usually it's probably more in crowded areas where I run into problems, but uh, I can agree with I can agree. Yeah, I can agree with you, Keith. That uh, I think it does need to be upgraded. That's just me. I mean, the problems I've had. It's fine. I mean, it works. But I think with the you know emphasis that they put with these apps and stuff to essentially to take the workload off of the cast members that that you know they could just like make it a little better so that you wouldn't be so slow at trying to get stuff done on them. I mean, I'm not going to say it could never be better. Of course it could be better. Um, but I, I think it has improved um, over the course of my trips. I think if I go back to the very first time Wi-Fi was available in the room um, compared to now, uh, the very first time Wi-Fi was available in the parks compared to now, I mean, I think they have they have steadily improved it. 
Is it perfect? Of course not. Like I said, my Wi-Fi at home is so much faster, but it's a totally different scenario. So I see where you're coming from, and of course it could be improved, but I don't I don't think it's as bad. I don't think it's that bad, and I think it's much better than it used to be. But that's my two cents. Anybody else got any more wishes? Wishes! Lower ticket prices. <laughs> I knew somebody was going to bring that up. It just wasn't going to be me. Uh, Good luck with that, bro. That's it. Well, that's going to do it for this week, right? Right? That's Anybody? it. Do right? Great. Well, first, we want to thank our sponsor, Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers provides premium stroller and crib rentals delivered straight to your door. For more information, visit KingdomStrollers.com or call 407-271-5301. Also, head over to MyFantasyBands.com where you can customize fantasy band covers, uh, or you can customize covers for your magic bands for your Disney World trip. Uh, that way you don't have to fight over, you know, whose is whose, and little Billy wants this one, and Susie wants that one, and... You, know, you have two kids, and they both want red, but you can't tell the difference. And well, now you can. Go to myfantasybands.com. Use the password, or I'm sorry, use the code Enchanted Tiki Talk twenty. That's Enchanted Tiki Talk two zero. Uh, that'll get you twenty percent off your order at myfantasybands.com. Please like this. Um, no, don't like us. Do like us, but not yet. Let us know what you thought of the show. <laughs> Comment in the notes over at EnchantedTikiTalk.com. Uh, email us at podcast at enchantedtikitalk.com. Leave us a message on the Tiki Talk hotline, which is 256-4MY-TIKI. That's 256-469-8454. Like us on Facebook. Check out our store at redbubble.com. Follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at Tiki Talk Podcast. And then lastly, if you enjoy the show, please take the time to rate us on iTunes. And you can find me on Twitter at one minute is the dream and mousewarevacations.com. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dole Whip Daily. Got a little like porky pig thing going on there for a second. <laughs> uh, and you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm Norman Bates, N O R M N B, the number eight, and the letter S. Thanks for listening this week. For Sean and Keith, I'm Alan, and this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha. So 2016 is shaping up to be a good year. I just know that I get to go back. Uh, that's, that's all I care about. Oh, I, I think, think it'll so. be a pretty good year for the parks. Yeah. I mean, you know, in general. I mean, there's probably going to be some things that make a lot of people mad, and there's going to be some things that aren't ideal. But I that's think every overall, year. yeah, I mean, that's, that's an every year thing. But I think overall, it's really going to be a good year for the parks. I mean, there's a lot that's slated to open, especially at Animal Kingdom. That's really going to help that park a lot. Um, I, you know, 2016 is is definitely going to be the year of Animal Kingdom. Uh, I think 2017 will, I don't know, maybe, I can't tell if 2017 or 2018 will be the year of the studio. Yeah, it's probably 2018. 2018. I just I just hope they take the uh, their turkey leg off the menu like they did, it, they did with the pork shank. <laughs> <Yeah, stupid laughs> you bastard. <laughs>